This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the bee social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from bee social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. Okay, and a big welcome to everyone to this episode of The Swarm Unplugged. As I sometimes say, you are entering the swarm zone, and you may not know how it's going to come out on the other end. But we always want to make it interesting and informative, especially when we are meeting some of the community which have uh, such an impact and have been so active uh, as our guest here today. Quite a background, very interesting things that have gone on. And by the way, is uh, uh, from overseas, which we're going to learn a little bit about as well. So our guest today is Layla. And as all of you know, she's extremely active in all of our uh, groups, such as the, uh, the Skype, the Zooms, wherever else we're putting on. She is there. So without saying a whole lot more, Layla, welcome to the Swarm Unplugged podcast for today. Well, thank you very much, Christopher. Thank you for having me on. I really wanted to be on. Thank you for arranging this. Well, you you are have uh, you have impressed me to say the least as we have gone on. I've uh, uh, I've been in uh, you know not as long as you, but uh, I noticed all along as we have uh, moved that you're always there offering advice and and actually. Uh, doing the work yourself. Uh, let's just start, though, with a little bit of background on who Layla really is. Uh, what what did you do in real life? So uh, thank you again for that very kind introduction. That was really sweet. I appreciate that. My real life is that I was born and brought up here in Kenya, and then I went to Vancouver, Canada to study pharmacy. And... Um, yeah, so I took a long time to study pharmacy. And then when I graduated from pharmacy, as I mentioned earlier, I found that it was um, big pharma was actually exploiting everyone on their health. I didn't realize, I didn't realize at that time how accurate that statement was. But so I stopped, I stopped practicing pharmacy, and, but I was really angry. I mean, I'd spent so many years learning the, the craft and um, so I stopped and, um, and I got into something called bioresonance therapy, which is actually um, a parallel form of uh, health treatment. Uh, it, the platform includes acupuncture, natural medicine, and energy medicine. A large component is energy medicine. And it was introduced uh, in Germany. And um, so I started, I've been practicing that for a long time. It involved equipment to, to effectively diagnose uh, the acupuncture points and do an analysis and understand a few things. And so um, that's who I am and that's my background. So it's really very much similar to parallel, parallels crypto and that crypto is a parallel fiat currency. That's why resonance energy was a parallel health management or health, um, you know, health management uh, platform as well. 
So yeah, it's very wait, interesting to see no, that. No, part. No, wait, wait a minute, back up. You think crypto is a health management platform? No, I said crypto is a parallel to fiat currency. Okay, all right. Right. I got you. All right. Well, bioresonance energy is the parallel to, um, you know, what we call synthetic medicine. <laughs> okay. What I call synthetic right. medicine. Um, yeah, basically that. And I, I think you uh, you mentioned that that's not necessarily uh, uh, well accepted in the U.S. Is that right? Yeah. Well, again, you know, we look at doctors as gods. I'm sorry if anyone is a doctor here, but really get your act together. Um, but in Europe and the Far East and actually everywhere else, um, if you're practicing a form of traditional medicine, natural medicine and energy medicine, as well as, you know, I have a great understanding of modern medicine, as you so as they call it, that there are alternatives to uh, visiting with the doctor and keeping healthy. And um, yeah, you know, it's an amazing form of treatment. It's also a form of empowerment that is really, you know, it's very powerful for me. It enables me to think out the box. I'm not uh, worried that I don't have the resources to manage my own health. So that's where right. I am. Well, you, now, did, I do know, of course, you've got uh, experience in, in several fields, and I know that uh, you practice that as well, but you also have gained some knowledge in marketing. Tell me a little bit about how that came about. So what happened was in 2012, I came back to Kenya. Kenya is my home, and it was really important. It was really pulling at me, and so I came back. I had been exposed to the financial crisis in 2008 and I'd recognized that um, that was another scam. There's <laughs> a whole lot of scams that I'm living through. So um, anyway, I, the other reason I came back to Kenya too was that um, when I came back, I really wanted to um, provide education on sustainable, uh, I'm sorry, sustainable agriculture for small scale farmers or even at large scale with the introduction of aquaponics, which is a very efficient form of farming. It understands the life cycle of uh, you know, soil fertility and usage of different nutrients and it's effective. So you know, Kenya was losing its arable land at 1% a year. And I really didn't want there to be food crisis. So we set up the project and um, we didn't quite get the funding, so we didn't go into any Kickstarter or anything. But in the meantime, I decided to look at into marketing. So I started um, doing some e-commerce at that time and some other things. But I was also involved with our community. Now, the public face of our community is the Aga Khan Development Network. But on the more community side of things. It's like a civil society organization. And I was leadership with the um, women's committee. And our requirement was that we service the women in any which way we needed to be, right? Which, which they needed. And so for me, with my background as a coach, I started something called the catalyst of change, whereby women would have to recognize their own self-worth, understanding their contribution to themselves, of, the, of themselves within their local satellite, within, sorry, within their satellite families, within their extended families, within their community, and then at the world at large. And then in addition to that, 
the second side, the other side of that was this understanding that we really needed to bring them up into second income generation uh, for our people. And to that end, we partnered up with different groups like the Jordan Foundation. This is Dolores Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan's mom, who mm -hmm. has a foundation here in Kenya. And we exposed the women to social media marketing because these women had skills that they could market for themselves. And it was important they understood the, the real estate of Instagram, Facebook, or uh, you know any sort of uh, website or anything, and get them to understand the business side of it, the tax implications, the understanding how you market, what, the, what are you looking for on the media? So that was very interesting. Uh, I mean, because I was going through the same thing and I realized how lost one can get. So we got these um, the women, they were aged between, I guess, uh, 25 to 55. And a lot of them became quite successful uh, in setting themselves up as um, small businesses, selling jewelry, selling food, um, whole load of things. So we were quite successful and especially, you know, our exposure with other groups, other um, other groups in Kenya, the social, the women's groups enabled us to work with the American embassy, trying to figure out how to export and trade with America. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff going on all the time for the last seven years. And then, yeah, so that's where we were at in terms of marketing, real marketing. And then, I ran into Patrick's group and I started doing Lokuma. So that's where I'm at. That's my marketing background. Now, during all of this, did you uh, get any pushback from the Kenyan government? No, uh, I would not get any pushback. One, because um, I wasn't doing local marketing in Kenya. So there was no pushback on that side. In terms of um, working with the women's group, in, within our community, no, because um, I, that was my role. I had to bring these things about. I, it was my responsibility to take them, uh, the women, to understand that they were not living in a, in a small pool outside in Kenya, you know, totally independent of the world. They had to understand they, were, they could easily be aware of what was going on in the rest of the world by understanding um, social media. So, no, no pushback. That's excellent. Uh, well, that carries us uh, across to the uh, year in Kenya, which is a, I think, a potential par uh, target for the uh, M2 token. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you feel uh, about that working uh, in that environment over there in Kenya? Well, we have an incredible system here known as M-Pesa, which I'm sure you all know about yes. in that it, it is fiat currency, but it is set up to do pretty much everything that we need to do. So when I came back in 2012, it was difficult in that we had to go to a um, maybe a kiosk to put money into our Impesa account and then have it sent to vendors, whoever we were working with and stuff like that. But over time, the banks have enabled that Sweet that passive that um, transaction ability. So I can I've been able to hook up my bank to my Mpesa account and therefore transfer money in and out. And also the scope of Mpesa 
is that it has allowed me to pay the electricity bills, the, uh, you know, my taxes online, whether to buy an airline ticket or to the small vendors, like if I was buying fruit on the sidewalk or anything and I didn't have my wallet, which most people in their right minds in Kenya will not carry a wallet because you can be robbed, but not, not so much anymore. Right. You just take out your phone and get them and pay them through the app. And this goes for any vendor because they, you're just sending them the money. They don't need a till number. They don't need an account. They just need their phone and they, they'll see it there and then it'll be accepted. So mm -hmm. the best thing of what M-Pesa has taught me is that it, it enables money to flow freely. It's really an incredible system that you know I can request for service. I can get all the information I need. And then when the person sends the whatever the goods or the, when they complete the service, I can then pay them right through M-Pesa. I don't have to go there. I don't have to get to my bank. I don't have to send a check. I don't have to do any of that. I can just do an immediate payment and it's wonderful. It's easy tracking as well. So um, I'm not too sure if you actually saw any of the material that I put on the marketeers group whereby I was looking at the cost of sending money digitally uh, versus, uh, you know, in comparison to using Western Union and, and the banks and everything else. And so what we found was that digital currency, if done well, would be around 3%, crypto would be 1%, whilst doing it through the banks would be about 7%. Now, we're talking about sending money from workers, like workers who are in the Western region sending money back. And if you're taking so much money from them, I mean, it's quite sad. I mean, it's their sweat, their blood, and then everybody else makes money off them, you know? So I really believe M2 has an incredible future for diaspora payments and movement of money. And for, for us in Kenya, it'll be very easy to introduce Right, because it's literally parallel to Mpesa, but with digital currencies. Yes, I hope I answered your question. Well, you did. Do you, do you think, uh, of course, that's uh, well established, uh, and M2 will come in as the new kid on the block. So uh, there's going to be certainly a, a, a period of time where the acceptance is going to be kind of a little difficult because people are used to using one thing. Uh, so I'm just looking at con contrast the two. Do you see them being different in any way? You're right in the fact that, you know, um, it'll take time for them to get to understand the different concept. Like when you, with, with the Impesa, it was easy. It's money, right? So they understood the currency, like it's in shillings or whatever. So when they have to understand that it's now, um, you know, it's it's literally digital currency, and there's something called the or Ethereum, and that they need a certain wallet or whatever. Um, it it might take some time, but the Kenyans are incredibly innovative and very tech savvy. You know, if they understand money, if they understand the process, and they're saving large amounts of money, like I said, seven percent down to one percent. Um, they're going to jump on it if they, you know, 
they are tech savvy. I mean, we have a very young population. We have a population that is 50% will be under the age of 25 by 20, 2030. So it's, it's huge. So um, yeah, I think, I think it will be taken on well. I think they will take it on well. Will they have trouble? Mm, I'm not too sure. I, I, you'll have to explain it to people a few times, but I think they'll get it. I don't, I don't see a problem. Well, it's, really, it's a, one of the main differences might be the fact that they actually can create their own money uh, as time goes on. And oh, yes. I think that would be really, that's really powerful for them when they start mining their coins and right. mining us and everything else. So I think that is an added advantage, but they are not going to receive through Impesa, right? Right. It so, seems to yeah. be the, uh, the major uh, contrast to the present system. Uh, but yes, time, time will tell. But I see it uh, areas where that particular, uh, uh, use of money is not in place. It'll probably take hold a little faster. But time, again, time will tell. Uh, but along through uh, all of this, you got involved in uh, Opus Financial or B Social, whichever you came in, whichever route you came in. Uh, how did that happen, Layla? Well, Patrick, um, what had happened actually, I'll give you a little bit back from 2018, we were exposed to our, our community, invited uh, other members of our community who lived in the States to talk about this new, the new financial structure on blockchain, blockchain, this was 2018. And it really fascinated me because you know, when you understand that, you know, this is fractional ownership, tokenization of assets, this was really important for me. I come from a family that had several assets, well, huge assets everywhere. But if we had tokenization, we wouldn't have this concern about transfer of shares and all of that, which is still an issue. And so that was very interesting to me. But what was also interesting was that the recognition that we were going into a different type of world, you know, new technological world with you know, the internet of things, blockchain, cryptocurrency, which I really didn't want to get into because I found it, uh, I mean, it was just beyond me. But so when Patrick suggested, um, you know, there was this, you know, this group looking at crypto, I thought, well, I need to learn, so I'll invest because I need to learn. And that's what I did. And Patrick very kindly accommodated me because I couldn't open a Coinbase at that time and he helped me out on that. So uh, we were able to transfer funds and we got involved with the early group in October, November sometime then into BPT. That's how it happened. Well, you, uh, you, you, took, a, you took a chance and uh, it, it paid off. No doubt about that. What do you, what, how do you see the present program as it compared to what you saw when you came in, what's, what's changed? I had no clue what we were doing when we first, I just took Patrick's word on it. And um, I just thought, you know, I have no idea what DeFi is. I don't know. I know, you know, cryptocurrency as a digital currency, as I said, because we had in PESA, I had an understanding of how we could move the money, right? But in terms of what the markets entailed, who were the big players, what, what does it look like? Um, I had no clue at all. Um, 
And so how has it changed? Well, that's been significant. We've had a real upward steep learning curve of everything to do with from yield farming, DeFi, uh, seeds, pools, staking, leverage, oh my God, and liquidity and all of that. But what was really, I mean, what was really exciting was to participate in these whale tanks or these, these companies coming online. I find that so exciting. I think, wow, that's the edge of, you know, the leading edge of technology. And I'm so grateful to participate in that. I, I love hearing what they have to say. I think uh, all these companies, that, I mean, where would I have ever learned about NFTs or what Starwire was doing? About? And um, yeah, I mean, it really forced me to take the bull by the horns, as you say, and, and learn a little bit about it. Yeah. Well, you're you're definitely uh, helping push it ahead through all of your efforts and your uh, your marketing skills and and uh, your direction of other people that are involved, not only in the marketing group but in the in, in all the groups that are involved in it. As we close Thank out you. this episode of uh, uh, the Swarm Unplugged, uh, do you have anything you'd like to say to the folks, uh, just uh, from the heart? Anything you'd like to tell them yourself? Oh. I think this group, this particular group, Be Social, has enabled me to dream again, dream big, not not just be um, closed. My well, closed in that I didn't know how to participate in this new world, and so this has given me the edge. So I think that people should come in to Be Social, educate themselves, and then choose if they wish to, you know, invest or not. But I also believe that if you listen to your heart, your soul, it will really guide you. And you have to do that. This is something that you have to go in feeling that you want to do it for that reason. You need to know that you are on a platform that provides not only financial empowerment for yourself, but for others too, in a very significant way, because all the activities that I've been involved with, teaching tech, getting people onto social media, supporting, you know, um, local people, everything is provided for me on this the social platform I, and, and the Opus Network, you know, because I can support people to understand mining, I can support them to upgrade their technical skills, and yet I can um, benefit financially too. So yes, this platform has been great. So thank you. Well, it is, uh, it certainly is an educational platform as much as anything else. And that does set it apart from anything else that I've seen anyway in the, the crypto world and the crypto space. So I think, uh, I think we are fortunate to say the least. Lida, thank you so much for taking your time to be with us. Thank on you this very much. It's today. been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. And of course, I know all will see you often within the group. And I know that all appreciate what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you again. Thanks so much. All right. Now, folks, right, you know, we, as, as, we, uh, as we close out this episode, uh, I think it's always interesting to note that we have people from all over the world that actually are involved in our, our community. Um, Layla's from Kenya, of course, and she has an opportunity to introduce uh, the M2 in that particular country. Uh, and she has a chance also to build and help the entire community from her experience. Having started from the very beginning uh, 
she has some in-depth knowledge that I'm sure that uh, given a chance, she's more than happy to share with you. Even if, if you're a newbie and you need information, I'm sure she would be happy to share it with you. So for today, we appreciate you all joining us for this episode. Always remember to listen, learn, and give. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Swarm Unplugged podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment. Gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the Bee Social community. See you on the next episode.